It's Adam Pengilly. Good morning to you, mate. How are you? Morning, Jared. Morning, boys. Fantastic weekend of racing and uh, NMO. Fourth Group 1, dominant performance. Great run, great ride and uh, stole the show there on Saturday. Yeah, firstly, Jared, how many texts are coming bugging me for saying he was a risk there on the weekend? Oh, look, I think at the price, we just wanted to find something around him, but geez, a good horse, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's outstanding, isn't he, Jared? And to, to win Group 1s as a two-year-old, a three-year-old, and now a four-year-old, it's a very rare and elite club, and he joins that club now at the moment. And just a peach of a ride by James McDonald. He obviously had a few favours from Barrier 1 in a race where a lot of horses wanted to find their feet and get back in the second half of the field, but he showed that customary dash to, to sprint clear up their eyes there, and and won fairly comfortably. So he's a genuine rock star. Um, I thought there on the weekend his price was a little bit skinny. I wanted to find something to beat him. But Duff, I think, made him his best go of the day and said he should be odds on. He got it 100% spot on. So, And I want to tip of the, tip of the cap as well, Jared, to, to good Olsen because it would be very easy for them to retire him after his three-year-old season and send him to start and say, OK, he's done the job winning group ones as a two- and three-year-old. But they're an organisation that likes to race on their Colts in their four-year-old season. They've got an earlier award now. I can't wait to see what he does for the rest of the campaign going towards the Cox Plate. So he's a superstar uh, off the beaten brigade. Obviously, Fangirl was an enormous run from back near last there in a race where they went pretty slow in the middle stages. She's right on track for the Epsom. I thought Benno was fantastic, wasn't he? A little grey horse just poking his nose through the ruck there. He's on track for a race like the Metropolitan. And even Profondo, who had to travel wide in the run, albeit on a pretty moderate tempo. He's back in the ball game now, isn't he, after the after a pretty average autumn carnival. But uh, take nothing away from Animo. Genuine star of Australian racing. Can't wait to see him for the rest of the campaign. And James had another winner there with Zapateo as well. Yeah, she's a really nice mare, isn't she? She was uh, very lightly raced for, so far in her career, and she just showed her true colours there coming back and, and winning the toy show on the weekend. Another horse with a really wicked turn of foot, and once she was sort of angled into a bit of clear running, she was great, so... Uh, don't know what they'll aim at later in the carnival, but um, yeah, she, she, she's a really nice mare. Want to follow her out of the meeting. Jamea was good back on dry ground, obviously, in that race, but uh, yeah, take nothing away from Sapatay. It was a big day all round for the Godolphin stable. And showmanship was superb in the show county, just uh, reeled in prime candidate. Yeah, just I'm keen to follow this horse, Jared. He's obviously had a checkered career. He was great over in Western Australia. He won 70, 70 of his first eight starts for Bob Peters over there in the West, and then obviously had a long, long layoff and came back on the Warrnambool Carnival in the Wongoom and uh, almost won that race after what was almost two years off the scene. So he's a very talented horse. And I just knew on the weekend that I weighed up whether to run in Melbourne or Sydney and then decided to come to Sydney. I thought, OK, uh, they've got him spot on here. And the money was right there. He was obviously well-backed. And I'll tell you what, for a while, it looked like he wasn't going to really in prime Canada, but once he went through his gears, he was he was really strong. So I'd imagine probably getting out to seven furlongs, maybe even a mile later in his campaign. We, we don't know yet. That might be right up his alley. But uh, yet another very nice horse for, for Bob Peters over here on the East Coast. Did you see the runner very elegant last night? Yeah, I did, Loz. I did. I didn't stay up to watch the race, I must admit, but I got up early this morning and watched the replay, and I must admit, when I saw the result, my, my heart sank. Um, there's been a lot of debate about whether she goes to Europe and, and if they're doing the right thing with her. And, and to be fair, there was probably some excuse in that race there last night because they did go extremely slow in the first 1,000 metres. She's back there near last, and she probably didn't finish off the race too badly, but the fear is that after the autumn carnival she had where she showed signs where she wasn't quite at her best and was tapering off a little bit, now the toll of travelling to the other side of the world Maybe her best days behind her. I'm sure the owners will take stock and, and have a bit of a chat about that run last night with the train, the French trainer over there and maybe decide to have one more crack. But, geez, boys, I desperately hope they don't race her on too long and she, she fails in sort of another two or three runs over there because they'll just be, you know, take the gloss off her career. And we don't want to see champions go on a bad note. Um, that was probably a subpar run there last night. I suppose the jury's still out. But, yeah, I just hope they don't race her too long because she's had an enormous career. She owes her owners and owes Australian racing public nothing. But we still want to see our champions race well. And I'm just, I've just got this fear that 
she might be tapering off at the moment. Uh, now, in footy on the back page, you've written about, uh, well, James Tamo and uh, that the Tigers may fight his charge. So he at least gets a final game for the club. Uh, he hasn't got a contract for next year. Gee, it's going to be a struggle for them to get a da- downgrade on this, though, isn't it, Adam? Yeah, you think so, Jared. But that's that's one option they've got available to him. And given he's probably unlikely to play again next, next year, he hasn't made a final call on that, and the Tigers haven't offered him a contract yet, there is the only option of going to the judiciary and trying to seek a downgrade to a grade two, which then he can enter a guilty plea and only serve a one-week suspension and potentially play in a farewell game at Leichhardt Oval against the Raiders. So, but you're right... It's going to be hard, isn't it, Jared? <laughs> to get a downgrade from that. He, it was just completely out of character for James. I've had a little bit to do with him in the game, obviously, across many years now. And he's, I know a lot of people say this, but he's genuinely a lovely, lovely person. You wouldn't meet one of a, a nicer player in the game. He's free with his time with fans and corporates and media. He's, he's an outstanding human being. And he just snapped there on the weekend, didn't he? He just lost his cool. The frustration was just far too much. And I, I do feel sorry for him in the respect that, you know, he was a guy who who was part of that Penrith team, which was building something really special. He led them to the 2020 grand final. And unfortunately, after he's left that club, they've, they've won a premiership last year. They're on track to win another one this year. And he's been battling it out and slogging it away, trying to lift the Tigers from the bottom of the ladder without much success. So there's probably a lot of frustration. I hope that's not the end of him in terms of his NRL career. It's not his last act on the rugby league field, but I do think it's probably pretty hard for him to get a downgrade at Judy Tree if they go down that path. What did you make of the footy overall on the weekend? There was five games where there was... Big blowout score lines and another game combined total of 72 points scored in it. Yeah, it was. You didn't see the story I wrote late last week, did you? No. I wrote a story saying that this year the competition will be a lot, either, a lot more even. <laughs> than <laughs> <than> <laughs> <last>. <laughs> Commentators <laughs> curse. Oh, 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 <laughs> Do you know how much stick I've caught for that over the last few days? Um, yeah. Well, I think it's just a case of teams that are playing in the finals, high motivation, trying to get ready against teams who are long out of running, Ducked up with injuries, lost a lot of motivation, and as a result of a crazy weekend that we've seen. That purely, I, I put it down to that. The, the gap between the haves and the have-nots we know is it's fairly wide at the moment. It's been exacerbated, obviously, this round, heading towards the finals. And the, the footy wasn't great, was it? Was to watch on the weekend. It was very hard to stay tuned. After a, a great opening for the round with Penrith and South on Thursday night, it it dipped markedly. And um, I'm still keen to see how this top eight plays out. There is a scenario, boys. I don't know if too many people are talking about it. We've all been raving about the Roosters and the Rabbitohs and how good a form they've been in, and they could be premiership threats. But they've both got pretty tough games this week. The Roosters have got to go down to Melbourne to play the Storm, obviously, and South have got to play the Cowboys. They're still vying for that top two spot in Sydney. If they both lose this week, there is a chance we're going to be playing against each other next week at the opening of the new Sydney football stadium where the loser might miss out on the top eight. Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, the, the only thing I would say, possibly, uh, the Raiders would have to win by plenty right. because the for and against with the Roosters and the Rabbitohs is a lot superior to what the Raiders have. Yeah, but they're only one game behind. So if they win both their last two games and say... Roosters yeah, if they Raiders, lose both their games, but yep. do you think they'll lose both? Oh, I know there's a chance, I suppose, but I'm not saying yeah. they will. But there's a chance. Like, there's no, that's no mm. gimme for the Roosters down no. against the Storm in Melbourne, and Cowboys are playing well against the, the Rabbitohs, mm. obviously. So, um, but can you imagine that? Imagine we got to the opening of the new SFS or Allianz Stadium, and, and both teams are playing for the last spot in the final. That would that would be something to watch. Yeah. At halftime yesterday, it didn't look good for the Raiders, though. No, well, I must admit, I, I, I didn't see much of the game, Loz. I was going to look on covering the Dragons and Titans game, but um, they're, they're just doing enough, aren't they, Loz? They're, they're not playing great for Oh, them. they're not. No, nah, the second half, they played a bit better, but that first 40 minutes, I was thinking, oh, geez, our season's going to be over. 
But he, he confident was. He got Manly and Tigers in the last few weeks. Like Manly can't pick oh. their feet up in the moment, and, and neither can the Tigers. I know, but you know what? I, I don't know why. I don't know why it is. As a supporter, you can't. You always feel confident playing against lesser ranked teams. Yeah. I don't know why. Like if they were playing against a a more credentialed team than uh, you know, a Manly or the Tigers to finish the season, I, I, I'd be. Like if you're playing a a Broncos or a mm. Eels or yeah, I'd I'd be more confident than what I would playing a man. Yeah, something about there's the something about just playing those <laughs> teams that are below you. They've got nothing to play for. I'd never be confident as no, a Raiders fan. No, they no. can find a way to make the winnable losable. Oh, anyway. anyway, Adam, you have a great day, mate. Thank you. See you, boys.